who is the deputy editor at The Athletic, which is a subscription-based media publisher of sports coverage for diehard fans. He was previously a fantasy sports editor and analyst for ESPN and Yahoo. He also runs a podcast called The Fantasy Record and was on was an on-air personality for SiriusXM. He and my dad grew up together in Squim, Washington, where they started doing fantasy football on pencil and paper way before the internet made things easy. And he currently resides in Paulsville, Washington, and has two kids. So, Brandon, how are you doing today? Doing good. I'm yeah. doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, yeah, so we, if you didn't know, the listeners, um, we have a sports show called Moving the Chains. And so I wanted to interview Brandon because I know he's very knowledgeable in the sports industry and writing. So, Brandon, my first question is, how did you get into the sports media industry? Uh, it was, you know, kind of a classic case of um, not only what you know, but who you know. Um, so I, I grew up with uh, well, your dad and and a bunch of buddies, and we used to just sit around the, the sports page in the library in the high school every day and just pour over stats. I was always into stats from an early age. I remember reading box scores to my parents on road trips as if I was like a, you know, sportscaster reading mm -hmm. highlights and stuff like that. So and I was into baseball cards and all that. So I always knew I loved sports, but I didn't actually know that there was going to be a career out there for me. It just so happened that kind of right at when I was in my early 20s, the internet exploded. Um, ESPN, um, ESPN got contracted out of Seattle to have their website be built uh, in Seattle. And a buddy of mine went to ESPN and got a job as a reporter for them, an editor for them. And he said, hey, they're, they want to build you know, fantasy football and fantasy baseball, but no one really knows how to, quote unquote, speak the language. And I was always running our little pencil and paper leagues and things like that. So I came down and interviewed and said, yeah, I know, I know fantasy sports, you know, we've been doing it uh, all the time. So um, got lucky to kind of catch the wave of the, of the internet boom, the initial one, and uh, just got in there and just started, you know, hustling like as much as I could and, and, you know, got the ball rolling from there. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Um, all right. Next question is how different is the sports media industry now compared to when you just started? I know you just talked about it kind of, but. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you, you kind of brought it up, you know, pencil and paper. I used to go down mm -hmm. like for our fantasy football league. I remember when my buddy who got me the job at ESPN, he started working at the Bellingham Herald at the sports, um, you know, at the, in the sports section of the Bellingham Herald. And he had access to, uh, football box scores like on Sunday night. I used to have to wait for the USA Today on Monday morning to come out, and I would go down and get it, and I would run everybody's scores that way. But I could go down on Sunday night, and he'd print it all out on an eight and a half by fourteen piece of paper. So it was just like one sheet. It was so awesome. I'd sit there and run all the scores. Um, but obviously, the internet changed everything. Um, I think you know now it's just social media is just all consuming. You know, like that's mm -hmm. really where everything is kind mm -hmm. of went point it's like you know very you know even in the internet age you started out things were static you used to have to build eight static html pages that you would have to update manually and then pretty soon you were able to plug in a live feed that would update things automatically and it's just kind of grown from there and now now everything is just um you know if you can think it you can do it you know and and, and social media makes everything go lightning quick information travels light years faster than it used to 
Um, and so, yeah, you, I think, you know, if you think about it, it's pretty easy to understand if going from, you know, pencil and paper to yeah, instantaneously coming to you at your disposal. Yeah. All right. Um, what's your favorite sport to write about? Football. Um, I used yeah. to be, I used to be a three sport guy when it came to, you know, writing, covering the stuff in my profession, but football is just, first of all, everybody wants that, you know, like that's yeah. like, it just dwarfs. When I first started at ESPN and then we were doing the fantasy football, it started with fantasy baseball and actually it started with fantasy football and it was like so big. And then fantasy baseball came around and it was bigger than fantasy football. And then football would beat baseball the next time around. And then baseball would beat football. Mm -hmm. At some point, baseball just kind of stopped. And football yeah. never stopped. Football just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It blew up, yeah. And it just blew up. And But I think in my in the fantasy world, the, the idea that you can build up to a Sunday kind of climax, a crescendo, and then yeah. you get to start all over again the next week, you know, yeah. it's just kind of like this good feeling. And it's like, you always say in in baseball it's a marathon in in football it's a sprint you know and yeah people like the sprints <laughs> yeah i mean there's really nothing like a sunday with football let's no. be honest no it's like yeah. you get that instant gratification too like i yeah. don't know have you played fancy baseball or fancy basketball it's like nah. guys get will do stuff but like a home run is not like a touchdown you know no, not at all so it's like yeah, football. There's just like the instant gratification. Yeah, I'm this. We're the same way with our show. We football is just so easy to talk about, and there's that's like there's something new every week. So it's definitely my favorite. Also, um, what do, what advice do you have for someone trying to get into sports media? Um, I think the biggest thing is you can be a you can be like you can be your own brand now. You know, it used to be that like you had to go and, and, and try to, you know, catch on with the company, start in the quote unquote mail room and work your way mm -hmm. up. And, you know, that's still the way to go. But with social media, it's just a lot of times I see people successful now just because, first of all, you got to be good. I mean, you can't just be a hack. You know, you got to you got to know your stuff. But if you know your stuff and, and especially if you have like a unique angle. Um, yeah about football or something you know what like there's a there's a guy that that works at yahoo it's um the reception perception i mean he's all about just wide receivers you know and like the ins and outs of the wide receiver position mm -hmm. and he got known and he ended up you know being kind of like a a guy that you know they brought into nfl network into yahoo but he did it all on his own pretty much just kind of creating yeah. his own brand through social media through through his own website and like because of social media, if you if you're good, you can get your name out there, and at some point, yeah. people are going to say like, "Hey, you know, um, we'd like you to come work for us." You know, get you in, it just gets you indoors, and um, yeah. you know, so you can create your own experience on your own, whereas you're not so much necessarily like in the past dependent on some company to you know to help you out to get your start. Yeah, you you definitely see a lot of guys in like just on social media promoting sports and like talking about it it's just like a way easier media media to get into i think yeah so, no doubt i mean you see it with instagram you know yeah. people that just be, can become popular just because yeah, instagram TikTok, everything yeah, absolutely all right my, my dad wanted to throw this one in there but what's your most valuable sports card <laughs> 
Well, he knows I, I don't know if my most valuable as far as like like what it's worth because it has like creases in it. But uh-huh. one, the only card that I have up there because I think it's so unique is um, so like in the sometime I forget sometime in the eighties. Me and me and uh, Kevin Jackson, the friend of your dad and mine that we grew up with, mm-hmm. we went to a a Seattle Seahawks Los Angeles Rams game on Monday night, yeah. and we went to the Four Seasons Hotel before the game to run down. Uh, the announcers and any players that might be staying there to get autographs. Yeah. I went to a card show and I had, there was an OJ Simpson rookie card there okay. and it had, it was creased or whatever, but I, I just bought it. And uh, so I, OJ Simpson was walking through the lobby of the four seasons and I ran him down and, and got him to sign my, my wow. OJ Simpson rookie card. Uh, so then, of course, the O.J. Simpson stuff that comes out many, many years yeah. later. Um, it's just kind of unique now that I have an O.J. Simpson signed rookie card. Um, yeah. So that, that to me is like the most unique one. I have some. I have some. Yeah. Me, I don't know who can get it. Who can claim they have a signed O.J. Simpson rookie card? I don't think too many people can. <laughs> but yeah, that's really cool. I. I did not expect you to say O.J. Simpson. Yeah, I know. I feel a little bit weird, kind of putting it up there. I mean, it's you know, it's a little. That's cool. It's It's an oddity for sure. Collector's item. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate you talking with me. It was interesting to hear from you. And yeah. Yeah, I'll have to try to check you out now that I know where you guys are, uh, where you're at. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Brandon. Have a good one. Keep it on. Thanks, Will.